Welcome back, peeps, to Perfect.dev, where we give you cats the freshest dose of dev snacks. Now with your amazing hosts, Alex Patterson and Brittany Postma. This episode brought to you by Storyblock. Build anything and publish everywhere. Ooh, it worked. That's our Yay. new advertisement. Hello, Perfect Yay. Peeps. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. So great to have everybody here. I'm really excited about this one. Today we have the women of Jamstack, and we're going to talk about kind of how this got started. But first of all, I'd love to introduce everybody, and we'll kind of go around the circle here. Counterclockwise? Selma, you are up first on our list. I'm up. Hi, everyone. I am Salma Alan-Naylor. You might also know me as White Panther. I'm a staff developer experience engineer at Netlify. Can job titles get any longer? <laughs> I like that job title. I agree. It is a very long <laughs> job title. That was nice. Uh, Brittany Walker. Hi, my name is Brittany, and I'm a developer advocate at Contentful. Um, also known as musical web dev because I like musicals, not because I have musical talent. Um, and yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's awesome. Like me, Brittany. Uh, I'm going to mess this up. Anurada Kumar, <laughs> correct? Yes, yes. Uh, hi, everyone. <laughs> yeah, you got it right. Uh, so <laughs> hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Anurada. And yeah, it could be a little bit tough for people to pronounce. So yeah, people also call me Anu. <laughs> so it's okay if you can call me Anu also. And uh, I am currently working as a front-end consultant at Passionate People. Very nice. No puns for my title. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much trouble coming up with funny things like on the fly. I have to think about them, which makes them not funny. And she hates my dad jokes, so it's no fun. Last but not least, Amanda. Hi, everyone. I'm Amanda. I work at Auth0 slash Okta as an engineer, and I'm also a core team member of Redwood JS. It's nice to be here. Thanks for coming. You know, okay. I'm going to put you on the spot too, Brittany, because we haven't really like done this in a, in a minute. Oh. And uh, where, do you, where do you work now? <laughs> yeah, we always wait until the very end to say that I am now a developer experience engineer at Netlify also with Selma. Super excited to be at Netlify. I've loved them, used them for a very long time, and I'm just excited to be a part of a great, amazing team. Awesome. Thanks for the intro. And I guess I'll do mine. Team I no fun. I don't even think I've said mine in a long time. So yeah. Malik Patterson, I'm a developer advocate at Builder.io, and I'm also the founder of CodingCat.dev and I, should I say co-founder of this perfect.dev? Because Brittany no. made it special. So I'm just going <laughs> to Okay, so again, what we're going to talk about today is the women of Jamstack and kind of how this all got started. We'll probably have to uh, go over to Selma for this one. Um, and I'll bring up quickly just the website for a minute here. So this is there the is. website that brought this all to be for me, at least. Um, and I think a, a Twitter, uh, what do we call these, chat? A Twitter space. Space. Twitter space, uh, I think you guys had. It was awesome. So yeah, we, we launched. Yep. Yeah, you were going to ask me a question. I was just going to go in talking. Uh, so we launched uh, Women of Jamstack on International Women's Day this year on the 8th of March uh, with eight core members, eight founding members, including um, these uh, people in the chat here today. And uh, so, I mean, as most of my little websites start out, it was just an idea. It was just, a, I, I've, I've subscribed to a lot of newsletters, right? A lot of front-end newsletters, Jamstack newsletters, JavaScript newsletters, and... Um, most of the things that you get in those newsletters are, are written by by men or people who are not women. And I was kind of hankering for um, other women in the space to connect with them, talk with them and lift up their own celebrations and achievements. And so um, I selfishly created Women of Jamstack to uh, find more friends, really. <laughs> <laughs> because there aren't. There aren't that many women in tech compared to non-women 
and in this space and in this kind of weird echo chamber that we have on Twitter and in the tech industry. And I just wanted a single page website to um, list them all out for me and uh, see how we can grow it and hopefully find some more people. I've met some new people who I never knew existed by women of Jamstack so far. And that was the point. So I guess mission accomplished. Now it just needs to get bigger. Yes. That's really awesome. Um, so I think you're up to 41 members or 41, 31. I can't read right. 31 members currently. Um, the cool part, I think if, if you're a woman in, in Jamstack, you can just kind of go and click this button right here and add your profile. I think that kind of leads us into, can you talk a little bit about the technology that you built the site with as well? Yeah, good question. So it's built with 11T, uh, which is not really a static site generator. It's more of a build tool to bundle up some code uh, to create static files that live on a CDN. In this case, it's Netlify. And then they're just served as pre-generated assets to your browser. And the way you, um, the way the page uh, gets the data is just via JSON files in the repo. And at build time, when you push up a change via Git, um, it just slots all the data onto that page together. So you can add your profile by just simply adding a JSON file with some links and, and a bio and an image. And uh, that's what I wanted to do also do as well. It's like I'm really big. Really big advocate for open source and enabling people to get involved with web development um, with as low a barrier to entry as possible. And so, you know, you can make your first ever open source pull request on the Jamstack to women of Jamstack without really even having to clone the code and, and run it locally because it's just a data file and an image. So I was kind of trying to advocate for that in the process as well. Yeah, it's kind of nice. You can do it all just editing in GitHub. Like you don't really have to do anything else but have a GitHub account. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, I'd love to talk just a little bit, um, kind of how each of you got started. I mean, we we just kind of said, Selma said, like, there's not a lot of females in tech, and you guys are amazing companies and do amazing things. So, like, I'm curious what your journeys were to get into that. And Selma, since you're on the screen, do you want to go first? It's a really weird convoluted story, but um, so I was a music teacher. My degree was in music and I was working as a music teacher in uh, secondary schools in the UK, 11 to 18 year olds I was teaching. And that got a little bit silly. It got a little bit much. I started to not enjoy the, the nonsense and the politics that comes with teaching and I just quit. And I was a comedian at the time, obviously can't make any money from comedy really. Um, and I got a temp job working in a call center, minimum wage, nonsense job. Um, and through that, it's a long story, but through that, I got a job at a small magazine startup as a graphic designer. And there was one tech guy who worked there. I say guy, it was a man. And he did everything. He did the DevOps, the back end, the front end, absolutely everything. And I've always been interested in tech. You know, I, I wrote basic on a Commodore 64 when I was six years old, but I had no way to get into tech as I was growing up. And I showed an interest in the whole dev thing. And then I secretly, cheekily moved my desk to sit next to him. He showed me the ropes and I was doing development. And um, I was there at that little company for six months and then moved on to a number of different front end development jobs, tech lead jobs. And then I moved into DevRel in 2021. It's a long, weird story, but, you know, another thing that really comes to mind when I talk about my journey is mentorship and having a good mentor and having someone to lift you up and help you and support you through this strange and winding journey of learning development. And so I attribute getting started and a, and a lot of what I've done to the support he gave me at the time. And I don't think I'd be here without that random serendipitous series of events. Yeah, I love hearing those winding journeys of people and how different our backgrounds seem to be like when we get into tech and not having those computer science degrees and untraditional ways of getting in. I just I love to hear that. And that's what I love about it as well. I get to work with so many different types of people who have had so many different types of experiences. And I'm sure we'll hear about some of them now. Yeah. Yeah. Brittany Walker, do you want to kind of fill us in on your journey? 
Yeah, mine is also weird and windy too. I don't have any tech background, like education wise. Um, I was working at a law firm doing something called legal practice management. And my department had to use like 10 different software programs. And it was really annoying. Legal stuff never wants to update things. They were all bad, like looked like from the 90s. And nobody can remember their passwords. And I was wondering, man, I wonder if we could have all this data in one place and everybody can go to one thing. We don't have to go to 10 different things because I was also training all the new people on all the things. So I started learning how to code because I wanted to figure out how to request from IT to make a one, one thing that we can get all the data from. So I started learning how to code. I was doing free code camp and uh, those kind of things. And I randomly decided to go to a meetup and it was intro to jQuery, I think. Um, and I remember going to the meetup and I was like, oh man, it's so hard. We were like coding and it was like how to do it, how to create a variable. It was not hard, but I was like, oh, this is so challenging. And, but I kind of like it. And the guy who was doing the meetup, he happened to be co-founder of a bootcamp, uh, Thinkful. And he's like, hey, you can do a free trial of Thinkful. Um, if you want to, since you came to the bootcamp, I'm like, sure, why not? Because I was doing all the free stuff anyway. So I started doing the bootcamp and I really liked it. So I signed up for the bootcamp and I did that through 2017. And I had a mentor from the bootcamp and the bootcamp is online only. And they wanted in-person presence in different cities in DC, which is where I'm at, is one of the cities. So my mentor was doing like three to four free meetups to the public, intro coding stuff every week. And he's like, hey, you want to come to the meetups? I'll help you there. Yeah, he's doing like three, which is like a lot. For yeah. a and he didn't even live in D.C. So it's like it was crazy. Um, but he was like, hey, you can come to meetups and I can help you with your um, code because uh, he was my mentor for the boot camp. And I was like, sure. So I started going to the meetups, too. And he's like, you want to be a T.A.? And I was like, sure. So they started paying me. And then he's like, one time he was like, my, I lost my voice. Do you want to can you teach this one? And I was like, sure. I'd seen him do it like 10 times by that point. So I taught. And I started being an assistant instructor and teaching all throughout. I was doing the boot camp and doing that. And I was still working at the law firm at the same time also. And wow. at the end of that year, I got my first dev job at a digital agency. Um, so I did that. Uh, WordPress dev was my first tech job. And then through the next year, I was still doing the teaching with him um, and working my first tech job. And he was like, hey, I'm going to travel the country in a van with my family. Do you want to replace me as the instructor? And I was like, sure. Um, so I'm just like there when people want me to do stuff. Um, and so we changed it to one day a week. So for almost two years, I taught intro coding stuff um, every Tuesday. It was awesome. I really loved it. Um, and um, then I decided I want to make more money. So I uh, applied to be a software engineer. At, uh, for My next company was FrameBridge. And I was a software engineer there. And I was still doing the teaching stuff. And I was also part of Women Who Code DC Leadership. So we were doing workshops too. So I was doing all these workshops and speaking and I was like, I really like this stuff. So I kind of impulsively applied to developer advocate jobs and Contentful uh, where I'm currently at is my first developer advocate job. And I got to work with Sama for a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's my story. <laughs> that's awesome. You said something that really resonated with me is that saying yes and just showing up and being present was something that really got me started in my career too. Like saying yes to as much as you can until you're able to say no. And I, I love that attitude and going after things that you want. It's awesome. I really like that you taught once a week and didn't get burned out from it. That is yeah. super yeah. fun. It was fun and I could do whatever I wanted. So like we kind of had oh, nice. slides, but I would change the examples to be more fun. So it was oh, fun sweet. to like make up my own stuff. Um, That's yeah. really cool. I wanted to uh, show your website real quick because I think it's cool. So here's the musical web dev site. Oh, it's like a playbill. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. Thank Sweet. you. Sweet. Amanda, do you want to go next? Sure thing. So I got, I have a more traditional route. I, when I was in college, but so, well, hold on. Similar to Salma, when I was in college, I was going to school for teaching and then I got about halfway through. I'm from New York. So to try to get a teaching job, for elementary school in New York, I knew it was going to be pretty difficult. Um, and this was like, oh, oh my gosh, I don't even want to say how long ago it was now. Um, so anyway, I happened. To, I said, oh, you know what, let me do math. I enjoy math. Let me become a math teacher. So I started math courses, but one of the prerequisites was basically computer science 101. So it was C++. I, the first day in the class, I went, I'm changing my major. 
I was like, I can do code as like a job. Cause I always enjoyed computers. I always enjoyed work. I did like HTML, CSS, you know, I did like basic websites back in the day, but then I got into real software, I guess, um, in terms of developing backend code and whatnot. And that was kind of it. I just go first, change my major, and I've kind of been doing it ever since. But it's only until the last year that I switched into Jamstack. I was always very openly anti-JavaScript. <laughs> I think as a .NET developer and a backend developer, that tends to happen <laughs> a little bit. Um, but last year, I found Redwood JS and started exploring Jamstack more. And now here I am. Why do you think that happens? Why is there so much hate for JavaScript? <laughs> I don't know. I think... I know for me personally, back when, when I started off in my career, when that kind of theme was very big of like, no JavaScript, we don't like JavaScript. I think it's because it was so, it was kind of wild, wild west. I mean, it still is, but it was even more so like 10, 12 years ago, um, where it was just kind of like, that's what you use to make prompts pop up on your, your like <laughs> user interface, you know, like that's kind of what the feel was when I was starting out. So I think that's kind of where it stems from. Yeah. I, I feel like teaching is such a thankless job these days. I don't know how anyone does it. So kudos Agreed. to you to figure out like what you were going to enjoy in life. <laughs> and uh, thank you for all the teachers out there because I don't know how you do it. Yeah. Agreed. Anurada, I, I, I know I'm not getting it right, but. No, you're getting it right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I should just say Miracle 404. It would be better. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, mine is also quite conventional journey, but uh, till high school, I never touched computer or something. So I never wanted to get into computers, to be very honest. Uh, and I also filled the forms to do my graduation with physics, and I wanted to do like more into physics and stuff. But then I realized that uh, I could try. I got to know about engineering and these exams in India. And then in India, it's like... Uh, Mostly, you either take up engineering or a doctor. So, <laughs> engineering was the one which I chose. And then I did the research and I found that whatever you do back in the day, I don't know how the situation is now, but there, you will end up working in a software company. So, if I end up working in a software company, so I thought I would do computer science engineering. So, pretty much computer science engineering. And it was okay four years, but in the fourth year, I got to know about HTML. And when I got to know about HTML, it was so awesome. I, I started building uh, body cards for my friends with HTML and stuff. I did not like much C and C++. So yeah, it was that. So I liked it so much is that when I got my job, first job, and then they asked me what I want to be. I'm like, I want to be a front-end developer. And that was it. That set the journey for me. And I never hated it. So I liked it so much, HTML, CSS, JavaScript. It was pretty much fun. And like you mentioned the jQuery, right? So I started with jQuery. So back in the day, like I started like eight and a half years ago now. So <laughs> we had jQuery, we had .NET, we had, uh, yeah, a Knockout. I don't know if you have heard of it or not, but there's something on JS. So yeah, I started pretty much with that, but it was pretty nice journey from there. But I was not on social media and stuff. So it was also there. I never knew about the community and stuff. So this I got to know about like two or three years ago when I went, came on Twitter. So I would say that, yeah, it, I have been doing development for like eight and a half years now into front end space. But I got to know about this tech community and everything three years ago and stuff. And yeah, started participating in conferences and all more after pandemic because we got access to all the online conferences and stuff. And uh, this I would not have told, but uh, I remember Brittany, like you told about saying yes, yes. So basically my last year theme was saying yes to everything which came my way. So I think for me, last year was very pivotal for my career and my life, everything. And it was just, I was like everything which comes my way if I like, I will say yes, I will not like challenge myself or think that, yeah, I am less or I can't do that. So maybe that has what helped me somewhat. So I do believe in power of saying yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And your HTML, CSS and JavaScript love, I felt the same thing. I did the CS50 course from Harvard and it was a lot of C and stuff. And I'm like, I don't like this at all. But then like once you get to HTML and CSS, like it's building your designs and making them interactive. And I loved it. I was like, this is it. I'm a front end developer. I can stay in this space. 
My my only word of warning, this was the first year I ran into it, but I, I finally had to say no. So you might find that you I will get to. eventually to the point where you're like, I can't do that. Sorry. You do. It's actually uh, a nice point to be at. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Luckily, right? Um, we're going to take a quick break to um, show our storybook advertisements. And when we come block. back, we'll talk. Story block. Story block. Oh, dang it. I, every time. Story block ad, and then um, we'll come back and talk more about Jamstack. We know that creating content can be a tedious balancing act. Developers want flexibility to make seamless digital experiences, while content teams need the tools to work independently. We make changes and are left to watch everything fall apart. We met our limits using plugin after plugin and waiting weeks for edits. All for this. We knew it was time to rebuild the blocks. Storyblock gives marketers creative control and use a visual editor to actually see what they're doing. And developers are no longer restrained to a set of technology. Storyblock has made it simple for each market with localization and personalization tools and allows you to publish content on all channels and all devices. Truthfully, we all wanted the same thing, to deliver the right information to the right destination at the right time. I feel like if I say story block like 12 times tonight before I go to bed, I won't say the other one. So yeah, I think I won't they say. just need to join forces. Like they're very <laughs> similar. Like storybook could use story block to build the components. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, say that five times. It's just one now. letter. Yeah. What other story things are there? <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we're going to break down. Um, we, we did why you got into the Jamstack. Um, now we need to kind of talk about what is Jamstack to you and like what does it mean to you? I, I know a lot of you have said you like JavaScript, you like HTML, but is there parts of the Jamstack? And so the traditional description was always JavaScript APIs and markup. I feel like this this kind of term has expanded past that. I'm kind of curious to hear from each of you like what it means to you today. And if we, we want to go and say more, we can. Let's, let's let Selma go because she has a really good answer for this. So I, uh, I wrote a blog post um, titled, What is Jamstack? a couple of weeks ago. And it was kind of for a number of reasons. It was to solidify it in my mind and also to help the Jamstack community um, with a useful resource if, uh, you know, because a lot of people come to the Jamstack Discord and say, what exactly is Jamstack? Is it just JavaScript APIs and markup? And it definitely started out like that. But I think <clears throat> now it's, it's a way of working, right? And, and it's a philosophy. And at the core of that philosophy is serving really fast websites to people that have been cached for a long time, pre-generated static HTML files and, and assets and all that kind of stuff that is from a CDN, a content delivery network situated on little server nodes all around the world. Um, but the th I like how you asked, um, what is Jamstack to us? Um, because what Jamstack is to me is that it's, to paraphrase Stephanie Eccles um, from Microsoft, it's an enabler. I think Jamstack really lowers the barrier to putting a website online. The ecosystem of tools that we have, the web development platforms that we have, such as Netlify, you can connect with Git or you don't have to connect with Git version control or you can connect with other, other things. And you don't have to really know much about servers. We have to know about anything about servers and scaling servers and managing servers. You can literally just write an HTML file and then put it on Netlify. You've got free HTTPS. You've got free a free domain. You don't even need to like buy a domain and, and hook that up. And so for at no cost, you can put a website online and try out your products. You can put an idea online. For example, Women of Jamstack, you can just put, put a page of stuff online that you want people to read. And you can do that with very little experience. And I think that's the key thing for me is that Jamstack helps people go faster. It empowers people to do what they've always potentially dreamed of. It helps people communicate because you don't have to trundle through all of that 
internet configuration nonsense <laughs> and you can just enjoy more of what you really want to do rather than getting bogged down with servers and extra nonsense i think it makes web development more accessible absolutely it's kind of funny a super amazing product that's coming out two of them very similar superbase and AppRite. But uh, Superbase has kind of a hosted cloud solution right now, and AppRite is working on that. And I'm like, wow, it's been a long time since I had to like set up a Docker file and host it somewhere and all of those things. And I'm like, I have been so spoiled ever since like cloud computing has kind of taken over and serverless and all that. And so it's kind of amazing. Um, does anyone else have kind of more of like, what do you love about the Jamstack and what it means to you? Um, I have something. I really like the community around Jamstack, like all the people and the fact there's so many resources that you can um, refer to. Because um, for me, when I'm thinking about, am I going to use this technology or not? I look at who are the people? Are they nice? Like, so that's kind of what I use to determine because there's so many things like you can't learn everything. So I like to focus on the things that have good community. So I really like that about Jamstack and also like highlighting again that what Sama said about empowering people because I teach a lot of beginner coders. So like being able to like make a complete project and deploy it, and it's not like a ton of steps and it's really easy for them to do it. It really helps with people's confidence when they're learning how to code because it's really hard when you're first starting out. Um, so I really like that about the Jamstack. That is a great shout out. Communities in the Jamstack have made me be able to meet so many people just online in a time when the pandemic was happening, we were all shut down, but I was able to like network and communicate with people that I never would have been able to because of the great community around the Jamstack. There's so many good discord servers. I'm sure there's good slacks. I'm not as big of a Slack fan, but dev Twitter can be good and bad, but there's just such great community here. I mean, look, it's brought all of us together today. Yes. And, you know, just, the, the, I mean, the Jamstack is the core like thing of what we're talking about here, just to be able to put that website online really quickly, bring all of these people together and then have a little talk about it. I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty nice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing about Jamstack, I, I feel like in maybe front end programming or like, I don't know, anything around that, it seems like people are super nice and super willing to help others out. And in my past career, like I, I wrote a lot of SAP and, and things like that. It was always like, you know, I need to control this knowledge and I can't give it away because like I can't charge as much and like make my salary. And us, there's like endless career opportunities. So we're like, yeah, we would love to teach you this. Like, come on in. We'll welcome anyone, please. Does anyone have like great stories around maybe communities that you've joined that have really empowered you, um, especially as a woman in, in the Jamstack? I, I definitely can. Um, I know, like, as I mentioned, as a .NET developer, you know, and just being kind of from an old school way of working um, and not being really familiar with open source and feeling not very comfortable around open source. Um, when I first started because really what led me down this path of, of getting into Jamstack was coming back from maternity leave and just feeling like, oh, let me try something new. Um, and I happened to find Redwood and that was a community. Like, I know I'm kind of like, you know, Redwood, yeah. Because they're the really, it was such a community to join and feel so empowered to learn and to be part of something, um, especially something so new, but just to have that built-in community where everyone's willing to help, everyone's jumping in to say, hey, you're working on something, I know something about that. Or when you're stuck and everyone just rallies to help you get your idea out there or, you know, just help make the product better as well. And I, I just find that that was definitely one that that definitely helped me get involved and feel very confident in being part of, of this type of community. I've heard that a couple of times. Is that Anthony Campolo's yes, it container? Is. Okay. Yeah. I've, yes. I've heard it from him that, yeah, Redwood is a really good, and it's a full stack framework, right? It, it enables yes. you to be able to build like those full stack applications. Yeah. Yeah, and that was actually what made me, like I said earlier about never really working with Jamstack, I always kind of, I would try, but I'd get stuck on like the configurations and all of this. I'd be like, I just want to build something. I'm tired yes. of dealing with all this. And then I get so burned out and trying to just get the initial app up and running that I was like, I'm done. I, I don't, you know what, forget it. I don't care about JavaScript anymore. I'm done. And then I found Redwood and they were like, oh, just run this command and you're up and running. And I was like, 
no way. And I did. And I was like, I said, holy crap, here is a, <laughs> a fully running app and deployed in like no time. It was just mind blowing. So having that community and that, that push for, hey, come join us, come take a look at this thing really helped. I think that's a good shout out too, is that there's so many tools in the Jamstack that you don't have to use one thing. There's multiple languages. There's multiple ways to write your JavaScript and you can find what feels right for you. And using the right tool for the job is essential, but it's so wide in the Jamstack that you can find something that fits. Exactly. But I also find that's how you can get overwhelmed as well. Because oh, it is. So yeah. many, there are so many options. So, yeah. That is true. Not to single you out too much, but Anurada, I'm kind of curious, um, not, not being in the U.S., like what, how, how that might be different um, and kind of getting into tech in India. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's not... It's normal. I mean, definitely not like US, but in India also we have a similar path. So like I told for computer science and then we get selected to the companies. Uh, although I did, did nowadays it's much more in tech community and now I'm not in India to be honest. So I moved to Netherlands last year in September. So, uh, but yeah, uh, when I was in India, I was not much aware of the tech community and I'm not sure how okay. big of a tech community there was. Recently, I do see uh, tech communities uh, coming up and mostly around React also because maybe I work with React, but I see more of React and Angular there. Not sure about Vue and Svelte yet, maybe some people, but I don't know much about it. But there are a few things there. Uh, but uh, most of the exposure which I got was through online tech community and mostly uh, from Europe and US uh, online. And then I got to know that, okay, there are communities in India also. Uh, but yeah, that's like that. But now it's booming, which I really like it when I see it. Lots of very good conferences happening in India and uh, this stuff. So it really makes me feel good that and lots of people from India getting into open source and doing lots of good stuff. So, yeah, it really warms my heart that, yeah, we are all getting there. So it's awesome. <laughs> I know I know you're not in India anymore, but is it easier now, like with virtual meetups where you can connect back to colleagues that you like once had and especially like women in the Jamstack arena? Uh, okay, so women in Jamstack, I do not have any uh, uh, lots of connections in India, to be honest. Uh, only few colleagues which we have, but uh, only one of them is working in Jamstack and not anyone else. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, oh, I do not know much people like who are uh, women in tech from India, to be honest. Few of them I know who on Twitter, but most of them are not in India. They are like outside of India, like in UK, US, Europe, somewhere. They are not currently in India. <laughs> Indian, so. Yeah. Okay. That totally makes sense. Brittany or anybody, did we, did we miss any, uh, anyone else who had a good community story coming in? I don't think so. Nobody's shaking okay. their heads, <laughs> like watching. No, that's fair. I want to um, know the different ways that we can use the Jamstack, though. How do you personally like use the Jamstack? What are your favorite things about it? Brittany, you want to go first? Other Brittany? Sure. I like to make fun side projects about musicals. So mostly that's what I use it for because it's oh. easy to start things. And I like to make little small projects like one of my projects, Theater Log, is tracking all the shows I've ever seen live because I have all my playbills and one day I was looking at them and I was like, oh yeah, I saw this or oh yeah, I saw that. And I realized I didn't remember everything. So I, I should put it somewhere online so that I won't forget. Um, so I just quickly spun that up and I like to just do that with little small projects. So I like to make fun small projects using Jamstack basically. That's awesome. What's your favorite musical? Oh, that's a hard question because I feel like every time somebody asks this is different. Uh, I would say right now my favorite is Six, which is about King Henry VIII's six wives. Oh. And they uh, made a band, and but they can't decide who the leader of the band will be. So they each sing a solo song about what it was like being Henry's wife. And whoever had the worst time gets to be the leader of the band. And oh that's my the God. musical. 
And right now I'm, that's, awesome. I'm, that's my favorite because they just released an album of the Broadway cast and it's live uh, opening night. So you can hear the audience, the audience is hype. And it's like oh, one of the cool. best musical theater albums I've ever heard. So I've been listening to it nonstop since it came out. So like two weeks oh, ago. Nice. So that's my favorite right now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I loved Hamilton and we listened to the soundtrack to Hamilton like on replay right after it came out. <laughs> Oh, I was like, <laughs> no, I was going to say I was, I happened to be able to watch um, the, a musical on a cruise ship recently and it blew my mind how much they can do on these cruise ships. It was, it was amazing. So the cruise ship shows are cheesy, but they're so awesome to watch, to have like a show every night, like dinner and a show. I love cruises. I could talk about cruises for an hour. <laughs> it's my first one. It was pretty neat. I think, um, do we have additional items on that? I'm, I'm kind of curious, no pressure. Cause there's some people in the room, if you know what I mean, but like, what, what's your favorite, like hosting providers and like <laughs> what, what backends do you guys use? See, I, wow. So, you people. know, you know, that tech is not about X versus Y and favorite this and favorite that, because as Brittany said, you use the right tool for the job and it doesn't matter. And that's what we have to, to start talking about more. Right. Um, too, it gets too spicy and it's silly. It's silly. It's just a waste of time and energy. <laughs> so use whatever you like, whatever you want, and it doesn't matter. And don't you dare attack anyone for it. I'm sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> carry I don't on. <laughs> I think that's a great point. I'm just curious, like on other products, like if if you need to spin something up, like Women of Jamstack, um, is your immediate thought like I'm going to go write markdown files on Git, or is there like a database, or is there something like first clicks into your mind that you would like to go build with? See, that depends. Uh, so obviously, when I worked for Contentful last year. The, my first choice for all of these things was, oh, I'll just spin up a new contentful space and we'll connect it like that. But what I've um, started to realize as I've got more into like the open source mindset is that those kind of things don't enable very easy contributions to open source. And so now I would always go just like uh code data first like version control that data with markdown or json or or anything or yaml heck let's use yaml and um you know uh, you want to use toml yeah let's use toml let's use all our csvs right (laughs) i have done csvs before as well um so again it always depends right and i would always recommend go with the lowest barrier of entry first of all right if you need a cms one day because you have like 10 contributors to your content then great use a cms whatever use your cms of choice but using the repository as a content management system is can actually get quite powerful. I'll tell you a story. Once um, I actually built a website. It was just a one-page marketing site, but I was using a GitHub README as the content. And so I was just making a fetch request to that README file, the raw README file, and then I was using I was displaying that using a, a markdown formatter, right? So it's it served as the content I wanted to display was on the repo and then it was on the front end of the website. And so that was, you know, one source of truth, no no faffing. I could have used a CMS if I wanted, but there was no need because GitHub was my CMS. And so I think if you, what, what I see a lot of people uh, in the Jamstack community come into the Jamstack Discord and say is, right, I need to build a website. Tell me what database, what content management system, what this, that, and the other I need to use to start my first Jamstack project. And it's like, you don't need any of that, sir or ma'am. You don't need any of that. Or, or And um, you can just, just start the smallest possible and so what's funny funny I know I keep talking I'm sorry funny story is that I've actually refactored quite a lot of my projects that I built last year that used a CMS to now not use a CMS and to just have the the content in the code and then what do you know people now are able to contribute to those projects you know on GitHub via pull requests without having to go through many many hoops of cloning the CMS space, setting up a new account, putting all those barriers, right? So just remove as many barriers as possible 
with this this tooling and <laughs> keep keep it keep it simple. Yeah, that's a great point. I overthought the same thing. Like people overthink. So I was overthinking for the spelt sirens like do I need a database? Do I need a CMS? And so I ended up going with Graph CMS and I've had zero of my four co-founders help me putting things in the CMS because it's in a CMS. So like I need to refactor it back into Markdown. I wish every day, like I love Graph CMS, but it's the overhead and the overthinking that like just causes those barriers, like you said. And I completely agree. I think we just need to start as small as possible, get something functional and then see where your needs take you. And that's the great thing about the Jamstack is that you can add in incrementally the things that you need. You don't need them out of the box to start. I feel like we've almost gone too far, Brittany, and we need to like rewind all the way back and just put all our stuff on uh, Markdown and GitHub again. That's where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> we've iterated too many times with too many CMSs. It's crazy. Um, is that the third age of JavaScript? That's what Sean Swix keeps saying. Yeah. Like it's we're going into the third age of JavaScript where we're pendulum swing, where we started all server side, mm -hmm. we went all client side, and now we're swinging back the other way. Now we're somewhere on the edge. Oh, edge. I didn't know whether you were going to mention joke. any of that, any of that today. But that's for <laughs> a whole other podcast. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on the edge. Oh yeah, we, we should. That. That's what we need to do. Brittany, you have a couple more specific questions I'd love to get to because I think it's very important. Um, number seven and eight we haven't talked about. If you want to, okay, you were talking about me. I see that now. <laughs> So how can we help support each other as women, not even just in the Jamstack, but as women, how can we reach out, help support and grow together? Um, Amanda, you want to go first? Sure. I think it's just creating, I mean, one, having things like this where we're showing like, look at all these women in the Jamstack, you know, there are women in tech, you're not alone, you know, by yourself yes. in a silo. Um, I think by promoting it in this way and being very public about it and creating those, like you were saying, some of those lower barriers of entry where it's, hey, just contribute to this thing. Like I've been trying to do that a lot where I know like in working with Redwood where it's, hey, we have this sample store. We're looking for contributors to help upkeep. You want to make an open source contribution? Do the tutorial and fix the typo in the docs. Like I try to, you know, promote those types of things and just letting people know that no, no contribution is too small. And that even if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to learn. Like, it's not hard to learn. There's always people to help you. And I think just continuing to promote and push that idea is what will really help bring more people in. I can't, like, tell people enough, please fix docs. Like, it's oh, yes. such an easy way to get into it and so it was my, freaking important. That was my first open source contribution. I was going through the tutorial, found a typo, and said, hey, I noticed this typo. It caused me to, like struggle with a bug for a little bit so here's a fix and guess what now no one else will struggle with that bug so no change is too small absolutely Amazing. not great to it's awesome does anyone else have input on like how to support each other yeah i oh go on go on Annie. <laughs> yeah uh so uh just to expand on um Man, I totally agree with her. And uh for me it's like again uh having each other's back so because uh, already we have other gender going on on us. So we need to be uh, like uh, promoting each other and uh, supporting each other, to be very honest. Uh, and uh, there are lots of communities which are focused only on women. And I really like it. Uh, and I personally like to like, if you can mentor, go ahead and mentor other women in tech and like decrease the barrier for them because the barrier is literally too high for women to enter the tech uh, whatever we say and we do not see lots of women in tech anywhere even if we see we see that they are not too comfortable because of the environment which is there so we need to ease it on that and uh, support each other so I, I really like the mentoring aspect a lot so like uh, if we can mentor we should be mentoring each other so and they are since the, this is a platform which I would like to uh, take to uh, talk about like women tech makers it's a very nice community which i have come across it's very nice and then there are uh, other different programs which come up so women also do not know much about these programs but uh, uh in europe also i i see it currently in europe which i have mentored into but there are programs where you can go ahead and get mentor for you and be more confident and get 
uh, entry into tech. So uh, I would like to see more of such programs and more of such communities where we are focused on women. And it's really nice for a woman to create them because I really appreciate Salma for creating this Women of Jamstack. It, it's really awesome uh, because I did not know any of you. Like I knew you through Twitter, but I never met you. I got to meet you also this. And this is how we meet each other and we, uh, I don't know, promote and uh, pull each other up is what I would say. Just pull each other up. <laughs> Maybe we need a, a women in tech meetup, a women in Jamstack meetup. Salma, did you want to say something too? I'm going to share uh, quite an underground tactic that I've used in order to answer this question. And it might get a little spicy, but I don't intend for it to. Now, we know that men have a louder voice currently in the tech space. And so the way I try to address this problem is by identifying male allies with a powerful voice and pushing them to amplify the content that women are creating and pushing them to support the women around us in tech. And I've got quite a few of them in the YouTube chat today, right? Um, like these are the people that, you know, I, I will I will get up in their DMs and say, can you give this a retweet or can you support this? Can you can you shout about this? Because by default, men have a louder voice because there's more of them. And this is one of the reasons why I built on the Jamstack uh, Unbreak Tech, which um, is essentially a group of articles written by men speaking to men about this kind of thing and about giving women a space, not sexually harassing women in tech and about just calling people out on their nonsense. So, you know, if you can't beat them, join them, I say. And I use, I use, I use that power that they have to try and go some way to even out the, the playing field, as it were. Sorry, I was uh, Brian said beat me to it with the uh, unbreak.tech. I was like, <laughs> I had that link just waiting. I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. It's a great site. And it's a great like, thing to think about. Like, we need to make men aware of this and use their voice, like you said. to Because it's not just our problem, is it? It's everyone's problem. And that's the yeah. thing. Like, so one of the things is that I, I get asked to speak at a lot of women at tech events. And a lot of the time I say no because they are not the audience that need to listen to what I have to say a lot of the time. Yes, I am very, very, um, very happy to mentor women and to, to be, be what other women might need in order to feel safer in tech, but also spe women speaking at women in tech events. Yes, there's a safe space for women, but also we're preaching to the choir. And I think we need to kind of work together, get a stronger group of male allies or non-women allies that is growing and growing and growing, just bring people together more. Because I think sometimes these types of events and things like Women of Jams that can just segregate people. You know, if, if a lot of men see women in something, oh, it's not my problem, nothing to do with me. I'm not a woman, nothing oh, to do with me. I had you a know? comment on my first siren stream and they were like i'm not a woman i'm not gay i'm not binary so i guess this isn't for me i'm out like just straight up rude like we say allies with the spelt sirens because that's what you are if you're going to be an ally you're going to be nice you are welcome i don't want to be inclusive and exclude or exclusive and exclude people like i'm i will teach everyone but i am going to support like women and non-binary because they need the extra that's support. it you need to call out the problem don't you and that is the yeah. problem is that there aren't enough women women aren't supported enough women have a terrible time so you call that out but also how can we call out in a way that means that everyone can come and be part of the solution yes completely agree and do we have time for the last topic or are we just going to transition here <laughs> You're on mute again. <laughs> it's We're been your... so long, yet you you, you still mute. Uh, it's it's so bad. Um, yeah, we are getting a little tight on time. Let's just okay. throw it out there okay. real quick. How can we how can we help women um, 
get equal pay. I mean, flat out, like that is the biggest issue, maybe not biggest, but it's a huge issue um, in tech. Talk about your salaries 100% all the time. Be transparent. Talk about it. Discuss with your male colleagues. And if something's not right, you present the data to someone who can do something about it. It's great. Good shout out. Okay, this feels weird transitioning because now is the fun part. Yeah, but... <laughs> now we don't. <laughs> yeah, that's having fun now. <laughs> After that, that nonsense. Oh, spicy takes. Um we're going to do our perfect picks now and selma you are up first perfect picks my best here we go number one um so i don't know i mean i'd never read read this book until the other week uh given what's going on in the world again i keep saying the word nonsense but it is nonsense um i read this book and um it's a wonderful book it's very 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 well written women author uh i've also started watching the television series now um which has also done the book a very good justice i would highly recommend it just for um an insight into women's issues (laughs) and how the world is treating them Um, but then i have a very light-hearted second pick to contrast this one (laughs) Cheers. So I recently met Jay Tompkins uh, for, uh, at um, a conference in Leeds uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he put a fire in me about uh, being creative with CSS. And um, he's been a really big support uh, as I started to get into it as well. And this is one of the articles that he shared with me that he wrote that I found really, really useful. The title is scary, but it's not very scary. And there's some really, really good tips in this if you want to get into creative coding and animations with CSS. We also did a podcast, or I guess I did a podcast. It was my first and only solo podcast. I sat down with Jay and he is just such an incredible person. I love him to death. And he's great. I think a polyglot, is that what we called the episode? He's a polyglot. I think so. Someone who can use a lot of tools. This is great. I love this one. I've seen most of Jay's work, but I haven't seen this one. Yes, cool. All right, Brittany, you are up next. Sorry, Brittany Walker. (laughs) You are up next. You maybe want to uh, continue on the... Okay. um... Sure, cookie me. (laughs) Um, So lately I've gotten really into Legos, like maybe might be a problem soon because I'm too too into it, but this is one of the sets I did and it's super awesome and fun and there's a lot of like neat little tricks, like you can put the game inside of the console and it like pops out and stuff and you can like turn a thing on the TV and it'll move Mario and move background. And it's super cool. So if you uh, are want to get into Legos, I think this is a great set, especially if you're an adult, because it also just looks cool displayed. Um, but don't blame me if you get obsessed with it, because it's <laughs> <you might. laughs> happening to me. Um, so yeah, that was my first one. Can um, I ask you, uh, Nintendo sets like this ever go on sale? Because that's, um, that's the point. I don't think I paid that much for my. I didn't get it from Lego. I got it from somewhere else. So like. Okay. Definitely, you can probably get it cheaper. Um, nice. Cool. Yeah. And your second pick? Um, so I like musicals. So I just recently happened to watch Tick, Tick, Boom, um, and it's very, very good um, mu- movie musical. Um, I feel like for those of us who like theater, like live musicals, a lot of movie musicals tend to be disappointing. Like they cast actors and not actual singers and stuff. But this one is absolutely amazing. Um, so if you are interested in movie musicals, I definitely recommend watching Tick, Tick, Boom. This thing had me in tears, by the way. Yeah, yeah it's very sad. <laughs> uh, Amanda, you're up next. Yeah, I'm a mom. So my free time, I'm usually burnt out. So I end up watching TV. So lately, I'm watching Bridgerton. I just finished the second season. I loved it. And... Um, I'm also watching currently Killing Eve. So lot TV for me. Next time, maybe I'll have some more fun picks that are a little more hands-on. I feel that mom comment so hard. It's like at the end of the day, you just want to sit on the couch and watch TV. Especially to- I'm in the toddler phase. Like she's almost oh. two. She'll be too soon. So it's, it's, it's rough. I'll be honest. My youngest it's, is five. So I got out of that and they all went to oh, school this you. year. And it was like, whew. I can work. I, I can do a job. Yes. Yeah. That's something I'm like, 
I'll get there eventually. I'll, I'll figure out that work-life balance eventually. <laughs> yes. So TV is for now. Uh, Anu, you're up next. Yes. So, oh, I don't know what this is. Okay. Is it, I did the same thing to mine, and I'm like, what is this? This Sorry. is not a thing, but you got to scroll down. There yeah. So, uh, so tomorrow, season four is going to come out, and this is like one of my most favorite uh series stranger things so i've been watching the three series like on a marathon so i already watched two and the third one i'm gonna watch it and complete it tonight and i will be ready for the season four tomorrow it's it's awesome everything is going upside down so yeah. like ready and fresh for season four i can't wait it's so good. literally upside down uh and your second pick. yeah so uh this i wanted to share because recently uh Everywhere around the world, uh, we observed Global Accessibility Awareness Day. And basically, it was like observed for the full week, last week, I guess. And so uh, on this website, I think we can find all the different events and links and via this. So there were lots of things which happened related to accessibility. And accessibility is really important. So I just share this so that people can go ahead and uh, check out all the latest content which is on this, which I am also now uh, you know, catching up on because there was lots which happened, which warms up my heart. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is very important for me because Global Accessibility Awareness Day. This was the first time in 2019 when I got to know about accessibility. And that is what changed my whole perspective to my development uh, journey and also, yeah, everything. So this is very important. And I just like to share. Allies real, folks. Please pay attention. Yes. Oh, my turn. Brittany, I hope I got yours right. Keep switching them on me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I did. I switched it because you said I couldn't use the first two, and then I switched them, and then I forget things. So in two hours, I am doing a spelt workshop. It's called Getting Started with Spelt Here, but I called it Starting with Spelt. It's what I'm going to be doing, just how you don't even have to write spelt code to write in spelt. You can just use HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. I'm going to show how you can use the free code camp tutorial for front-end responsive web design and just paste that whole code right into spelt file and it just works. Did, incredible. did we ever get an answer on if they automate your image uh, creation? I didn't ask. Do you want me to ask when I, I go? I do. On? I want to know. I think someone so, actually created Brittany's uh, photo right here. It's kind of incredible. Yeah, I, I think they do those for every every episode. So um, Remote Synth is the person that I've been in communication with on that. And I don't know. I'm going to have to ask and see if they auto-generate those or if they do some Figma work every time. Each cool. card is like custom, so it's awesome. Oh, yeah. And my second pick is the Lincoln Logger. We have been all over this this week. Like we have went through eight episodes in two days, I think. So we have two episodes left of the first season of it. And I had never watched the movie before or read the Michael Connelly books. But this show is it reminds me kind of of like Monk back in the day, how he had like some some strange ways of doing things and like finding the way to the answers in the crime and like if the person's innocent or guilty and it's just it's got some really intriguing like problem solving that i really like nice cool uh my respect is css dual um so this is kind of like a um, element that you can use from the custom elements, as well as using the shadow dom. This thing's bananas. I made a little um, code pen with it last night just to play around with it. It's it's wild. Like it breaks my brain a little bit just because how powerful. Um, there's so much power in it that you can use, but you can create all these different like these backgrounds um, are automated, and you can throw those in. It's all just. CSS and SVG at the end of the day. So it's it's kind of massive. Check it out. Uh, my last pick, uh, Refactor Tech, by far the most inclusive uh, conference I have ever been to. It was a strong reminder of, for me, like no matter how hard my time was in tech, it's not even close to all of the people that were at Refactor Tech. So um, just to nice reminder for me it was nice to see the diversity like in the in the talks great content so please 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 check this conference out i'm trying to get there uh we'll see that's i don't know why everything has to be in september i know I, 
we, yeah. we just missed the the may events that were like crazy now we'll hit september oh i know yeah it's like conference time right now well thank you all very much for coming on perfect.dev and we hope to have you all on again like i love this conversation we need to have it more often and anything we can do to push it forward is is awesome so thanks I you. Completely thank you agree. so much thank you for having thanks us all. it was pleasure. It's great hanging out with all of you today yeah you too. later